Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here on Friday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up one and a half at 6.18 and a quarter. March soybeans up seven cents at 15.51 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat up four and a quarter at 7.56. March Kansas City wheat up eight and three quarters at 7.77 and three quarters. March spring wheat is up five and a quarter at 9.06. Happy Friday, everybody. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review on that Apple podcast app in particular, if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. Um, so if you're watching this stuff, if you like the content, if you like what I'm doing here, hit that subscribe button and like these videos. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner. I send a ton of information out to my subscribers every single business day. My morning newsletter goes out every uh, business day, about 6.20 a.m. Central before I start these live streams. I have a text message service. I have subscriber-only videos that are part of this. Um, I did a subscriber-only video yesterday regarding inversions in the grain markets, uh, how to handle inverted grain markets, uh, how to deal with grain marketing in inverted markets. An inverted market, of course, occurs when your nearby futures contract is above uh, your deferred futures contract, to put it very simply. I talked about this as it relates to old versus new crop spreads, um, th some things you should be aware of in regard to marketing and some things you should absolutely avoid. So if you're interested in that sort of content, guys, check out that subscription deal. Uh, it's a it's a monthly bill to your credit card. You can cancel it at absolutely any time. Uh, I won't try to sell you anything else. There's no other obligation. So give that deal a shot. USDA reported yesterday what I would call a flash cancellation of U.S. corn uh, to China. Chinese buyers canceled 380,000 metric tons. That's about 15 million bushels worth of previous corn purchases from the U.S. for the current marketing year. So that news spooked the trade initially. You know, when this was announced at 8 a.m., we reopened a half an hour later and, and the market opened sharply lower, but then rebounded and, and really didn't close uh, on the lows or anything like that. So the action could have been a lot worse. I suppose suppose this uh, opens the door to some questions. Um, is China really serious about buying as, as much corn or actually uh, taking delivery as, of, of as much corn as they have uh, purchased? Um, is USDA overstating uh, Chinese corn imports for this year? Uh, that brings me to my next news item here. Uh, earlier this week, I think this was on Wednesday when it was reported, but USDA's uh, China attache office uh, believes that the country will import uh, less corn, as a matter of fact. This office, uh, which is USDA's office in China, reduced their estimate for Chinese corn imports to 20 million metric tons. USDA's official estimate is 26. 20 million metric tons is 787 million bushels. 26 million is about a billion. So you're talking a difference of you know a couple hundred million bushels here between the two estimates. The report from the China office uh, said this. Posts marketing year 21-22 corn import estimate is 20 million metric tons, 6 million metric tons below USDA's official estimate. Foreign Ag Service China expects local corn prices to eventually decline from last year's high. Uh, stock 
building to moderate and demand to soften as imported corn stocks finally enter the market. So this is all very interesting in regard to China and Chinese corn imports. You've got to uh, understand, first off, that last year uh, was an absolute anomaly when it comes to China and the import of corn. China imported 29 million metric tons of corn last year, according to USDA. Prior to last year, they had never imported, I don't think, more than six or seven million in any given year. So last year was like this banner year that was totally different than any other year than that we've other, that we've ever seen. And USDA is kind of indicating a repeat of that this year, uh, just slightly smaller, 29 down to 26 is their current estimate. But um, this is all cause for concern here. I mean, on one, the first news item, of course, flash cancellation yesterday, and that 15 million bushels isn't the end of the world. But then the, the USDA office in China also reducing uh, their projection versus USDA's official projection by more than 200 million bushels. So that's substantial. This is something we uh, absolutely have to keep an eye on. Now, we did have our weekly export sales report uh, released yesterday. Old crop corn sales uh, to all destinations of 1.17 million were down 16% on the week. Week, still up 47% from the prior four-week average. Old crop wheat sales were absolutely terrible, uh, just 57,000. They were down 92% on the week, down 83% from the prior four-week average. Old crop soybean sales, just over a million. Uh, that was up 7% on the week, up 56% from the prior four-week average. Now, versus last year, the pace of export sales of all three crops continue to struggle. Accumulated sales of corn for the current marketing year are down 20% versus the same period last year. Soybean sales are down 23% versus the same period last year, and wheat sales are down 23% versus the same period last year. So you could make the argument based on the sales pace that maybe USDA's projections are too high, but we've still got some time here. Argentina crop estimates are falling in regard to soybeans, uh, at least. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange pegged the country's soybean crop at 42 million metric tons, uh, down from 44 previously. USDA's estimate is 46.5. The exchange citing lower yields and a smaller planting area than originally planned. Uh, this was a quote from their report. Lack of surface moisture on both ends of the agricultural area held back initial planting plans. Uh, they went on to say this. What's more, as a consequence of high temperatures, temperatures and tight water reserves in core regions during critical periods, the performance potential could record losses of up to 30%. Argentina's previous record soybean crop was 61.5 million from 2015. Uh, they've reduced acreage of soybeans uh, pretty substantially uh, since that time, and they've increased acreage of corn. But uh, these crop estimates are, are declining here. And, you know, USDA at 46 and a half, uh, the, the grain exchanges here, 40 to 42, uh, USDA is probably going to come down with their estimate next week. Now, in regard to Argentina weather, they will see some rain here over the next week, but really it's scattered. I mean, some some soybean areas, are corn areas too, are going to see nothing. Some will see some lighter amounts. Um, and then you've got heat coming into Argentina about Tuesday, Wednesday next week, and that heat's going to stick around for uh, at least four or five days. And then you've got some cooler temperature returning maybe the tail end of next week. So I'd call the forecast somewhat threatening here. I mean, given the the fact that soil moisture is, is well below ideal levels to begin with, uh, they don't have a ton of rain in the forecast. And you've got this heat wave that's going to last four or five days uh, next week. So I would call this forecast maybe uh, a little bit threatening. This next story is absolutely ridiculous, but uh, it's being reported by every newswire out there this morning and appears to have at least some truth to it. The U.S. accused Russia of an elaborate plot to fabricate an attack. Uh, 
A spokesperson from the Pentagon alleges that Russia will use some sort of graphic propaganda video which would show staged explosions and use actors in order to uh, indicate that there was an attack on Russia or Russian people living in the Ukraine. And then the idea is that Russia would use this this fake attack uh, as an excuse to invade Ukraine, essentially. That's what the Pentagon is alleging here. This, this sounds crazy and ridiculous to me. Am I going to rule it out? No, uh, but it's being reported all over the place this morning. Uh, the wheat market, you know, is is the thing we care about here uh, when it comes to this story. And of course, any disruption in the Black Sea region is a big deal for the wheat market. It could st- certainly steer uh, some business to the United States. Uh, I found this interesting. It's a very interesting story. Um, the wheat market actually reversed and and uh, bounced off some lows yesterday, and it's higher this morning. So, guys, I you know I, I think a lot of people don't believe that this this invasion is going to happen, but if it does happen, uh, it could result could result in some big upside in the wheat market. I believe. The U.S. dollar index fell sharply yesterday, and a lot of this had to do with what's going on in Europe. So the European Central Bank kind of went toward a more hawkish stance in regard to policy and rates. Um, they are finally, finally in Europe acknowledging inflation risks and at least opening the door to an interest rate hike later this year. Uh, this is a big shift for them. Um European Central Bank Chief Christine Lagarde said that they would not rush into any move, but uh, she declined essentially to repeat her previous guidance, which was that a rate hike this year was very unlikely. In addition to that, the Bank of England uh, did raise rates yesterday by half a percentage point, which was uh, larger than the quarter point hike that was expected. So the dollar uh, sold off on that and uh, the European uh, currency, euro currency rallied sharply yesterday. USDA released its weekly drought uh, data or drought maps yesterday. Drought still uh, very clearly active in the western part of of the United States, uh, very active in some portions of, uh, you look at the worst spots like North Texas, uh, western Oklahoma, uh, a little bit of Colorado, Arizona, all these western states. Uh, Montana's pretty bad. I mean, the whole plains, uh, at least the western half of, of the plains from North Dakota through South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, still very much drought stricken. Uh, in regard to, to the crops, uh, USDA says that 69% of U.S. winter wheat areas are experiencing a drought. That's probably the biggest concern for our markets near term. 15% of uh, U.S. soybean areas and 20% of U.S. corn areas also experiencing a drought. So uh, certainly something we've got to pay attention to as we get closer to this year's growing season. The cattle market was mixed yesterday. Um, the nearby February live cattle contract was higher. Everything else was marginally lower, and feeder cattle end of the day marginally lower. Cash cattle was one thirty nine to one forty reported yesterday. The boxes were a dollar to three dollars lower. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just marginally lower this morning. The S and P is about flat. The Dow's down one fifteen. Bonds up a few ticks. Precious metals are higher. Crude oil is up a dollar seventy six in the March WTI contract at ninety two oh three. Awfully strong trade in that crude market. Everybody. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you on Monday.